Welcome to this special commitment reaction edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, and also a staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on SI.com. Thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen here today. We are also free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Shane Beamer and South Carolina's football program continue to surge on the recruiting trail as there has been a plethora of welcome home tweets that have been posted by Shane Beamer in just the last 14, 15 hours or so. And two of those three welcome home tweets have now been publicized as offensive tackle Mike Williams from Baltimore, Maryland and safety Kelvin Hunter from the state of South Carolina have both added their names to South Carolina's 2024 recruiting class. So to start off with breaking down both of these prospects and what they're going to bring to the field at South Carolina, let's talk about the home state kid first in safety Kelvin Hunter out of West Florence High School. I watched some of Kelvin's junior season film from West Florence this past season. And when watching his film, what stands out to me is this. Calvin Hunter is a textbook strong safety who is going to help the Gamecocks in two different aspects, rush defense and special teams. Watching his film from his junior season, Calvin Hunter is an absolute menace on punt return. I believe he blocked three or four punts this past season. At South Carolina, if you want to find a way to get on the field immediately, good special teams play is going to do just that for you. So Pete Limbo, I guarantee y'all, is probably just as excited as any other head football coach, or excuse me, any other football coach on South Carolina's football coaching staff. Kelvin Hunter, he does not know a gear one, two, or three. He always is in gear four. He knows no other speed. He's got an extremely high motor at the safety position. And Kelvin Hunter is also very savvy when it comes to how he plays in the offensive backfield. He does a great job of taking tackling angles from the opposite side of the field, understanding contained rules of being the backside safety, making sure that there's no reversal coming his way, and then just taking off across the field and again, taking the right angle to where he can go and make a play on a ball carrier. That kind of play from the safety position is how you force fumbles. It's how you create turnover opportunities and you get the ball back for your defense. Or, of course, it's also how you can make an offense have to eventually try to get themselves out of a second and long or third and long situation. His field recognition is also really good when it comes to sniffing out screens. Kelvin Hunter greatly understands how wide receivers are acting when they're going down to do crack blocks and being able to recognize, again, just sort of based on their movement, whether or not a screen is coming. And to kind of go along with his ability to sniff out screens, Kelvin Hunter is extremely good when it comes to his mental clock at the safety position in terms of his timing when he decides to attack downhill. Obviously, when you got a quarterback rolling out of the pocket, there's a good time and sort of a bad time to try and chase after the quarterback. Kelvin Hunter always seems to select the perfect time to run downhill and start chasing after a quarterback once they have left 
the pocket. And again, that can lead to a defense getting an opponent in a second long or third long and eventually end up causing them to have to punt or it could lead to an errant pass or maybe even a forced fumble if he gets to the quarterback quickly enough. So needless to say, when looking at Kelvin Hunter's skill set, this is a kid that is going to play hard for you. He is going to make an impact in multiple phases of the game. And with the way that he plays, his athleticism combined with his smarts, Kelvin Hunter is somebody that, in my opinion, is going to become known for his big playability on the defensive side of the ball for South Carolina. Obviously, he might have to actually fight to earn some playing time in terms of his defensive snaps once he gets here because when he does arrive, it's safe to assume that DQ Smith, if he's back there at safety, he's going to be a junior. Nick Edmondbury, of course, is going to be a junior. Jalon Kilgore just enrolled back in January. He's another safety that the Gamecock coaching staff is very high on. So, Kelvin Hunter, again, at first, it might be purely special teams. But, make no mistake about it, this kid did not get picked up by South Carolina just because he is from the state of South Carolina. Obviously, that is an added cherry on top of this recruitment. But, this is a kid that the Michigan Wolverines were highly interested in. The Auburn Tigers were highly interested in. Kentucky offered him. Virginia Tech offered him. Kelvin Hunter's got some very solid offers on his list. And in my opinion, he is a guy that is going to be a real solid defensive player for South Carolina when it's all said and done. And with his commitment, by the way, the Gamecocks now have the top four players in the state of South Carolina committed to their program. That's according to On3 Sports. And if you throw in Blake Franks, they now have five of the top eight prospects in the state committed. Now, obviously, Kelvin Hunter was not the only prospect to commit to South Carolina on Wednesday afternoon, as Mike Williams from the state of Maryland also announced that he was joining South Carolina's recruiting class. What are, they gonna, what are the Gamecocks getting in Mike Williams? We'll dive into that a little bit further in just a couple moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Obviously, Major League Baseball has officially gotten underway. The Atlanta Braves, as I mentioned on my daily show earlier this morning, they are on a massive hot streak right now. I believe that they've now won seven or eight games in a row. They continued that winning streak last night. And so, if you're an Atlanta Braves fan, if you think that they're going to win the NL East once again, if you think they're going to go all the way to the World Series, if you think maybe... Kyle Wright, Max Fried, or Spencer Stryer are going to win the Cy Young. You go to FanDuel right now and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That means that you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you do not win on whatever bet you create. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet again, up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. FanDuel is an official betting partner of Major League Baseball. All right, thank y'all once again for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen here today. If you're interested in future content on the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, be sure to subscribe and click the bell on YouTube or give us a follow wherever you get your audio podcast daily. All right, now let's get into the commitment of Mike Williams. Mike Williams' commitment is big for a couple of different reasons. Firstly, with this commitment, it looks as if South Carolina has officially locked up their offensive line group for the 2024 recruiting class. And it's quite a good one. As Mike Williams now joins Cam Pringle, Josiah Thompson, and Blake Franks in 
that group. Now, there might be some people that look at Mike Williams' ranking, and it's not quite as good as the other guys. They might sit there and say, you know, what is it about this guy that the Gamecocks like? Well, there's multiple things to like about Mike Williams' game, because he is a continuation of a trend in terms of how Lonnie Teasley and this offensive coaching staff are pursuing offensive linemen, the kind of guys that they are looking for. Because for a guy who's 6'5 and 310 pounds from Charles Herbert Flowers School in Baltimore, Maryland, Mike Williams moves well for his size. And he also does a pretty good job with his leverage. And he also fires off of the line of scrimmage very quickly. He is a guy that specializes in the running game. Now, he does play right tackle for Charles Herbert Flowers School right now. But in my opinion, at the next level, he is going to be more of a right guard. I don't think that he has necessarily quite enough quickness in terms of his kickout blocks in pass protection to go up against SEC caliper edge rushers. So I think you'll see him bump on into the interior for South Carolina, which works out quite well because when you look at the rest of this O-line class, Cam Pringle, probably going to be a right tackle. Josiah Thompson, probably going to be the left tackle. Blake Franks is probably going to also be an interior offensive lineman. So that means that you could spread all these guys out amongst your different roster spots on the offensive line, which is a luxury for South Carolina's football coaching staff. Here's the other reason why this is such a good pickup that it did not get into earlier. I mentioned Charles Herbert Flowers School. The Gamecocks are quickly making this school a pipeline. I talked about the possibility of this on, again, our daily show that was released earlier this morning because they have gotten Desmond Mello Zulu, Maurice Brown II, both from Charles Herbert Flowers School this past cycle. They just landed Mike Williams. And the Gamecocks are also, seemingly right now, the favorite to potentially land Braden Lee in the very near future, who is a cornerback for Charles Herbert Flowers School. So it's quite clear that that coaching staff at that school, they know how to develop talent. And I think that this is a great connection, again, for the Gamecocks to make here in the DMV region, in the talent-rich state of Maryland. And obviously, for other reasons, it's pretty sweet to keep landing these prospects over the Maryland Terrapins for reasons pretty obvious to some of you who recall the Jay Sean Barnum recruitment from the 2022 recruiting cycle. So, nonetheless, my point being with Mike Williams, this is a guy that belongs with the rest of these offensive linemen. I think that this guy, you know, you give him a couple years in an SEC strength conditioning program, again, you adjust his game to being more of an interior offensive lineman. This is a cat that can help the Gamecocks a few years down the line. All right, once again, thank y'all so much for tuning into this live reaction show. For the rest of the show, I would like to take any questions that y'all have for me. I'm sure that y'all got a lot that you want to talk about because obviously things have been going quite well for Shane Beamer and South Carolina's football coaching staff recently on the recruiting front. It could shape up to be quite the exciting summer. Obviously, again, I talked about it on the Wednesday show earlier this morning, but Braden Lee, he's got a crystal ball prediction out for him to eventually commit to South Carolina. And there is another unpublicized welcome home that is out there. You also look at some other guys the Gamecocks are in good shape in, or in good shape with. Daniel Hill out of Mississippi. You got Anthony Scudicari out of the state of Florida. And obviously, you got edge rusher Dylan Stewart, who a lot of fans, of course, would love to have commit right now. Now, if you ask me personally, 
I still think that South Carolina is in good shape to land Dylan Stewart. Again, I have no solid information to go off of with that. That's just a gut feel for me. I think that some of these experts on some of these other websites are jumping the gun in terms of just putting in a prediction for Alabama and Ohio State. And honestly, I think historical bias is playing a big role in Dylan Stewart's recruitment because these analysts that follow these recruits so closely, they're used to Ohio State and Alabama and Georgia and some of these other, you know, quote-unquote blue blood historic programs getting these kinds of talents at the end of the day. But you know something? South Carolina's football coaching staff has proven that you have to give them the benefit of the doubt that they are going to be right in the thick of things with these recruits. South Carolina is no longer a school that is going to take the lead for a guy early, and I mean a monstrous lead, like I believe they had at one point with Dylan Stewart, and then all of a sudden be out of the running and not even be saying like his final group at the end of the day. I think that Dylan Stewart from what I could tell, had a good visit to South Carolina this past weekend for their spring game. I think that he's visiting Colorado this upcoming weekend. I would say the main reason for that is for Deion Sanders. I don't believe that they are going to be a legitimate contender here. If you ask me who are sort of the contenders in doing sports recruitment, I would probably say Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama. I would say some of the usual suspects with this kind of national level prospect. Maybe another team jumps into the fray as well. But again, I think Shea Beamer and this coaching staff, they have done about everything possible here to put themselves in a good spot with Dylan Stewart. And again, with where the edge position is currently at right now on South Carolina's roster, there's no question. Um, Dylan Stewart would be the immediate elixir to those problems at that position group. Again, if y'all got any questions for me, feel free to drop them down in the chat. I do want to, you know, talk with all of y'all. I want to see sort of what y'all's thoughts are on everything that South Carolina is doing on the recruiting trail right now, or if there's another sport. You want to talk about South Carolina's baseball team. South Carolina's baseball team, look, they rode the struggle bus a little bit last night against Charleston Southern, but they managed to pull out the victory in the end. I think they won by a final score of 10-4. to And yes, it took them a while to get things going offensively, but look at it this way. Uh, there's a lot of other teams last night that would have enjoyed winning their midweek game because Vanderbilt got smoked by Indiana State. I believe the Gators may have lost their midweek game. I know LSU lost a midweek game to Louisiana Lafayette. The Tennessee Volunteers lost to Tennessee Tech. Usually a good baseball program, but this year, I think they're like 11 and 26 or something like that. Their RPI ranks in the mid-200s. That is a bad, bad loss for Tennessee that's going to come back to haunt them come postseason time. So at least South Carolina's baseball team won that midweek game against Charleston Southern. All right, Halo Master 96 asks, how many stars do these guys have? Halo Master, I'm going to assume you're talking about the two commits for today. Kelvin Hunter is, I believe, a consensus four-star prospect for the most part. I think he ranks like somewhere in the top 200 according to On3's industry ranking, which is sort of basically like 24-7 sports composite rankings. That's taking the average of all of the recruiting services. I do believe, though, On3 does weigh a little bit more of their formula towards On3's information and 24-7 sports information based on sort of the amount of resources that they pour into their recruiting research. But nonetheless, Kelvin Hunter, I think, is a four-star. Mike Williams, I think, is a consensus three-star. Again, I would not get too caught up in the rankings on Mike Williams. I know some people are going to look at them, and it might sort of uh, take them aback a little bit. But again, I mean, 
Mike Williams, I think, is a good offensive lineman. I think he's got a very high ceiling for his college career because he was a guy that was offered by teams like Tennessee, Florida, Southern Cal, I believe, offered him. Miami was a big contender here at one point. Michigan State was a team that was after him, and obviously the home state, Maryland Terrapins. So Mike Williams is a three-star. Kellen Hunter is a four-star to answer your question. Again, anything else that y'all got for me, feel free to ask. By the way, how about Dante Reno and the other 2024 commits and what all they've done so far in this recruiting cycle, helping Shane Beamer and this coaching staff? I got to say, y'all, I think that it's the most unique commit recruiting culture in all college football. I would put South Carolina's culture regarding their current commits and how they recruit other targets against any other schools in the country. I don't think Florida has kids that recruit as hard as Dante Reno and Maisie O'Bannon and the rest of those guys do. I don't think Georgia has kids that does that. I don't think Bama has kids that does that. I would put up that group against anybody. And honestly, I think that those kids deserve a lot more credit than they might get publicly because they put in a lot of work behind the scenes. They are constantly in contact with these guys. I know that some of those guys talk to one another and maybe some other recruits that are not currently in the class just yet. But uh, yeah, it's quite special what is going on here. And, you know, Connor Shaw, he talked about this before. I believe it might have been with Gamecock Central, but he said something to the effect of, you know, the best cultures are player-led. And I think you're starting to see that transition to where it's no longer something that Shane Beamer and this coaching staff have to fully instill themselves. It's reaching a point where it's becoming more stable and the players are holding each other accountable. And obviously, that's what every great college football program strives for. And I think that South Carolina is on the precipice of having that 100% throughout their building. And obviously, that was probably not the case when Shane Beamer arrived here in Columbia back in 2020. All right, well, it looks like that y'all don't have any more questions for me. So um, with that being said, that's going to do it for this special live reaction edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show as always. What are y'all's thoughts on the commitments of Kelvin Hunter and Mike Williams? What do you think they're going to bring to the field for South Carolina? Who do you think the next commit is going to be for the Gamecocks? Let me know your thoughts on all of that down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube or you can shoot me a direct message on Twitter at A-Line underscore SC if you listen to the show on an audio podcast app. I'll try to respond to you as quickly as I see your message. And once again, thank you to all of you everydayers who constantly tune in to the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast again. If you do not watch our daily shows, my daily shows come out at 3 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, wherever you get your audio podcasts. And on YouTube, they usually come out at 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Not usually, they always come out at 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. I've been bad about it in the past, but I promise that's behind me. I've changed that and I'm back on a routine schedule. So those are the times to watch for new daily shows of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. But once again, that does it for me on today's show. Have a great rest of your Wednesday afternoon, and I will catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.